Hey, Brandana here, the most awesome Brandana Sports Podcast. I just want to check in with you guys and let you know that there are still some slight audio issues and we are actively working on them. Uh, we lost episode two due to them, but episode three's pretty close. There might still be a little balance, but uh, it's something we continue to work on. Uh, thank you for tuning in. And please, any questions you have or comments, we'd love to hear from you. Podcast at gmail.com. All right, now here's a cold open and some funky beats. Was it 04 or 08? Um, I thought it was 04. I think it was 04 too. No, don't worry about it. We'll definitely, definitely cut that out. Uh, all right, what's your number five? <laughs> Okay, well, uh, a couple false starts, but this is the most awesome in Brandana Podcast, episode three coming at you. Yes, sir. Uh, I know you're going to get bored with the jokes that I said earlier because we've heard these because we've <laughs> tried to start this over and over again. You know what? They're, they're fresh to the audience. <laughs> they're fresh to them, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, uh, not coming at you live as we were. Let's get through all this again. Uh, Darren, friend of me of the podcast, called me out for not coming at you live, which is true. We are not live. We don't know when you're listening. Uh, we are live right here with each other, and that's about it. Today, we're going to hit a little bit of NCAA. Obviously, the March Madness is in full swing. Should be around the time we're recording this. The Sweet 16 is getting its final two teams in. Uh, we're going to talk uh, top five upsets of all time. We're going to go, of yeah. course, to most awesome, most awesome parenting tips. Going to hit a little bit of the gambling corner, and then uh, we're going to sign off with Tales from the Frat, as we do. Did you get to see, you just came back from Dr. Kamish, and you guys had a little little vacay. How was it, brother? That's, that's right. Yeah, we came back from Costa Rica, four days in the sun. Uh, we left on Sunday, so I missed all of the selection show and got back on Thursday. And I will say that this is probably the first time since I was 12 that I did not fill out a bracket for NCAA tournament. I know I'm ashamed to say it is most awesome and coming at you with a sports podcast, but you know what? When we go on vacation and we go to the remote destination and all the most awesome is wearing is a banana hammock, <laughs> then, then, then sometimes you can't fill out a bracket, brother. Didn't fill out a bracket. Wow. That's, uh, is, I think that's embarrassing for us. Wait, let me guess. You, you probably had the Sweet 16 pretty much mapped out as it, as it fell into play. I had it laid out. I had <laughs> 16 over, you know, UM or U, yeah, U, UMBC over Virginia. Not a great start with not knowing the school's name, but copy that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, did you know what the Ackerman stood for? Because I did. Uh, I actually didn't. Is it? I still don't know. Someone tried to tell me. Is it? It's Maryland Baltimore College. No, you're wrong. Okay, copy that. It's, you know, it's University of Maryland, Baltimore County. Now, we were talking a little bit on our all full start, and I do want to get back into it because I thought it was a great point that you brought up. Uh, a little bit about the play-in games. Yeah, I think if I'm an 11 seed, I would I would take that as a little bit of a knock, the fact that I have to play in. I get the 16 seeds having to play in. First off, I'm just not a big fan of this first four, this, these play-in games. You know, it's just a, it's a marketing ploy. It's not very sure. creative. But I would say that if I'm an 11 seed, why do we have to play in? 
there are four other teams that are less ranked than we are, and they don't have to play an extra game. Do you remember? I I think for uh, they started to play in games. What it's about like ten years ago, maybe. Do you remember when uh, they really tried for the first six or seven years to call it the uh, like the first round? Like when when you got to Thursday, it was just like round two, and it was just like confusing. It was just like oh bullshit! Like this is this is the opening right. round. No one who fills other brackets even considers that game. They don't yeah. even you just toggle those two winners yep. over and you just pick whoever it is. So how important are these games, and how real are these games? So here's here's why I'm okay. My vote's not should there be playing, should there not be playing. I'm saying like I'd rather see instead of like eight. 16 seeds battling it out to like get in there like i'd rather have like you know an oklahoma state didn't get on this one but i'd rather see i'd rather see like a syracuse and an arizona state like around that tier than just invite more you know runner up in the ivy leagues or something like that i don't think it's a huge disadvantage as an 11 seed to play two days before warm up a little bit warm up to someone that's your exact level of competition like you have a chance to win that game like builds a little confidence rolling into when you play your uh yeah i mean from that standpoint yes you get a little bit of experience in the one and done aspect because i mean they're all i mean it's single elimination games so you get a little bit of that uh experience early on true but at the same token, you have the opportunity to catch a, a bad injury. You have the opportunity to actually kind of your team get wear, worn down because they typically they'll play Tuesday and maybe Thursday and Saturday. That's a big haul. That's a big three games for college players that at most usually play two games a week. Usually if I'm a coach, I'm not super thrilled about it. If I'm a university president and we get that a little bit of extra exposure, then yeah. Awesome. What do I care? So would you, would you chop back down to like 64 or I, I'd rather chop it down to 64. I, I, the game, no one even pays attention to the games on Tuesday night I mean, or Tuesday and Wednesday night. No one really pays attention. Like I said, those that fill out brackets don't even pay attention or care to that game. Yeah. Um, not being you, 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 know, you not being one of those people that fill out a bracket. Yeah. But other people, people yeah. that actually fill out brackets, <laughs> not, right, exactly. not, not you specifically that didn't yeah. have the time to do it. <laughs> right, right. Look, Dude. man, sometimes streaks are meant to be broken. I mean, it's a paid vacation. I can't argue against it. All right, that leads us into, uh, I'm sure you heard the news. I know you couldn't be troubled to fill out a bracket, but you did see that a 16 seed finally did knock off a one seed. I did. It's history, just like me not filling out a bracket. Yeah. It's <laughs> history that UMBC beat mm-hmm. Virginia, uh, and not just beat them but like yeah. really yeah. took them out to the woodshed and destroyed them yeah i thought it was going to be when it finally happened okay so big uh as you know friends of the podcast that listen i went to the university of kansas big jayhawk fan uh you know usually a one or a two seed maybe dips to a four but as the one seed there was always the fear that virginia is going to come up in locker rooms remember virginia going down remember what umbc did in virginia and it's like you don't want that to be kansas we did not right. want that to be us if i'm a head coach for a number one team like a perennial Duke or North Carolina, Kansas. I am actually excited that Virginia lost. The monkey is off the back. And yeah. this will serve as my guys like, hey, this is your wake up call. I know you guys are all 90% of you are McDonald's All Americans or four star recruits. These guys can still get your number. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I love it. But yeah, at the same time, every, you know, lip scum and every, you know, crappy 16 seed is going to just plaster that on their board. That pulls us into our bow, 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 bow. Like, <laughs> you, you guys did miss episode two that we recorded. Most awesome and I. It was, it was. We, we came up with a rule that for every 10 listeners we get, we get to add a, uh, a sound effect. 
And so Ooh, we, right. we, went to, uh, we went to DJ Airhorn. And I want to play it, but I think that messed up our sound last time. So, and I also, I think I, I think I do it better. I, I think it's pretty. I like, the, I like the acapella version of it. Yeah. Brings us to our top five list of the week. This week we're doing top five upsets of all time. UMBC, not even miracle, just domination of Virginia as obviously being somewhere on that list. I have it on my list. Most awesome. Hit me with your five in no particular order. Five in no particular order. And then I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you my yes or no if it's on my list. Oh, really? Okay. I like this. I like this. Okay. Yeah. Uh, for me personally, 2007 in the big house. Top of my Appalachian, list. Top of top my list. list. App State upsets University of Michigan. One double A beats us 34-32 in the big house. Labor Day weekend. I knew exactly where I was standing. I was in the beach of Montauk uh, in New York out by your neck of the woods and was bouncing back from the beach, the bar at the beach, and watching the scores and could not believe my most awesome eyes seeing it. That was a true upset. I mean, that had to be like, was it the season opener? I don't even remember. Yeah, it's first game of the week. First game of the week. Okay, so was it almost like a like I don't have to check in on this game? Like, oh, this is like the cupcake thing. Like, because you're you're a Michigan fan. Yes, I'm a big Michigan fan. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would definitely say like those warm up games. Like, I would check usually the first quarter because by the second quarter or halftime, usually they're pulling out the, the second string guys. Yeah. And when I'm out there on the beach and trying to soak up the last little bit of summer and get my drink on. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it probably falls down third or fourth priority not as you know not as low a priority as filling out a bracket but still <laughs> low priority sure, yeah yeah um, <laughs> you, you somehow always get day drinking done when the opportunity rises but you know the bracket like maybe maybe not when you get to my age you these fleeting moments of day drinking that come around you got to take advantage sure. of that sure yeah absolutely another one 84 no 85 uh, Villanova over Georgetown in the playoff in the NCAA tournament yeah. game is that not, on your list? Not on my list. Not on my list. Not on your list. Yes. I mean, Patrick Ewing, they were 35-3, and three, mm-hmm. uh, and then they lost to the eight seed in Villanova, who I think they had beaten twice in Big Big East play earlier in the season. I, I wanted to get more involved with college basketball, but I know you were on the text thread earlier. We have, uh, we have a little bit of a sports thread going through all our LA friends and college friends, and we we're talking a little bit about Izzo's legacy, what the tournament is, how much, like, because the NCAA tournament is the... I would say it's the hardest championship to earn, probably, out of like right. out, out of the big sports and everything. Like it is to be the best team and be crowned champion is it probably has the widest gap between it. Yeah, they they also they most certainly don't always match up. I think that's why a lot of coaching legacies in college men's basketball is surrounds like Final Four appearances. Yeah, because everyone knows basically you're paying playing uh, three two game tournaments. Mm-hmm. You know with 18, 19, 20-year-olds. Yeah. So to keep that consistency over the span of three weeks is really tough to do. So getting to the Final Four is usually what cements coaches' legacies. Obviously, Krzyzewski at five championships, Wooden at, you know, 10. Uh, those guys are, you know, top, top echelon, the one percenters. But the guys that have, you know, that don't have multiple championships or have one or two you know, national championships, those guys really get measured by Final Four appearances because – you know that's that's the toughest thing to get you know, yeah that's a that's a huge if, it, let me ask you any college basketball fan out there if you if your team gets to the final four is it a disappointing year basketball wise there's four regions you basically won that tournament and then the final four is coin flips because you're playing against other number one like 
like hit at the right time. Like you can't, you can't expect that. You can't be like, oh, they should, they should win these. Right. Exactly. And, and invariably some, somebody comes out of the woodwork or some freshman or some of these guys, you know, just kind of come out and rise to that level. I mean, the, there's always these unexpected heroes. I mean, one of the other, um, big upstates, NC state over Houston. I mean, low Charles hit two buckets hit the entire game. Mm-hmm. He's a guy that catches that air ball, you know, and lays it up to beat, you know, Houston. Yeah. I mean, these guys are the guys that step up in, in moments that don't ever, you don't ever expect them to. We got through two. What's, what's the third on your list, brother? Um, third, I, I kind of teased with NC state at Houston. Okay. I mean, that, was that makes sense. Like a, yeah. I mean, Jim Valdano running across the core. That, that whole, that whole run, that, that whole run through that tournament was amazing. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. I mean, to, to think about what they were going through in that season, to then come through and beat, you know, uh, a team, a college team that had two of the NBA 50 all-time greats on it, Clyde Drexler and Akeem Olajuwon, mm-hmm. pretty amazing. Next big upset that I have, I think a lot of people are going to have it, Buster Douglas versus Mike Tyson. On my list, on my list, absolutely. Yes, yeah. right. So that was a great story. There is, and I, I, I don't quite remember the exact details of buster douglas but he had a the the whole lead up to that he had like some really i think it was either an issue with his mom or his dad i can't remember but they were on their deathbed or just recently had passed away and he was such a a dark horse to win that that match and tyson traveled there this was like tyson at his peak of tyson tyson's like corner did not have like you know those little like ice magnets to put pushed on on swelling yeah they didn't even have. They didn't even bring it because they didn't even think it would go that long. Wow! So they were like, you can see them if you watch the the highlights of the fight. If you watch back in those later rounds, they're literally taking like rubber gloves and filling it up with cold water to try and get that swelling down off of his face. They were so ill prepared because they didn't think it was going to go that long. It was straight hubris. It was just like. He's gonna oh, yeah. he's gonna come into Japan. He's gonna knock knock him out, and that's gonna be that. Tyson even says it. I think in one of his documentaries where he wasn't even taking it seriously. Like he was up all night partying, drinking. He he told him he told <laughs> I think what he, was, he said he was going through Geisha girls like popcorn. Like it was God. literally like he just did God. not care. Now he, here before I give you my my fifth, I'm gonna give you some some honorable mentions. Sure, real quick. I like it. Boise State 2007. Boise State versus Oklahoma in the Fiesta Bowl, beating them. Two-point conversion. Yeah. Jared Zabransky. Statue, Statue of Liberty. Yeah. Yeah. Before that, if you even remember before that, they had a, a, like an unbelievable hook and ladder play that went like 60 or 70 yards to get him down there. Here's a cap or two. The running back. Talk about some stones on this guy. The running back who scores the touchdown after it. Proposes. proposes yeah. Truly, I remember truly, that. Truly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, talk about stones, bro. I'd like to get him on the phone right now. It's just like if they lose that game, does he still propose? Like, does that couple get together? Like, I'd like to know how that ends. And then I had uh, Ronda Rousey losing to Holly Holm, right? Which happened recently, and I know a lot of people don't really care about MMA, but this is like Tyson esque versus yeah. Buster Douglas. No, I mean Holly Holm from a betting perspective was like two thousand to one. I mean, no yeah. one thought she was. They thought that, uh, Rousey was just going to armbar put her to bed and that would be that it kind of it kind of changed ronda rousey's entire career also like she went through like uh, like i don't want to dive into like her psyche but that like she wasn't the same after losing that and now she's right. like wcw or whatever they call it these days if you go back and 
look at some of her childhood growing up like her mom really like coached her up on this like win at all costs and i even mm. think she said that she was like suicidal after after that loss yeah i think so too yeah i mean she 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 really took it like it to to desperate levels because you got to think like her whole identity is just wrapped up on being this monster and then you magnify it with the intensity of the you know of mma and the ufc and yeah. you know being like a sex symbol plus this total woman package in an era where you know we're looking for more female role models and things like that i mean I, it, it's just it was just a lot of probably a lot of pressure and and she isn't the same i mean it, it's almost like kind of tiger-esque her her, her downfall yeah right? that, that's that's pretty good parallel actually yeah because she lost did she lose another fight after that was it back-to-back right losses after, yeah, yeah that's back-to-back that. losses so then oh so another virginia loss uh, Virginia in 1982 loses to NAIA Chaminade uh, in Honolulu. <laughs> 1982, they were the number one team. Now this is early on in the season, so the stakes weren't as much. But this yeah. is a great. This is a Ralph Sampson-led. Uh, they were number one in the country and lost in Honolulu to about like 3,300 people. And people didn't even realize it because it was airing so late in the night that uh, they had no idea. So that's on an honorable mention. Another sure. basketball honorable mention. Uh, greatest upset of all time. Uh, U.S. men's hoops losing to the Soviet Union in 1972. Now, this is a controversial loss because they should have won because the refs jobbed us. Go USA. They allowed the, the Ruskies to inbound the, the ball three different times with three different resetting of the clocks and adding two seconds and they finally then had a score to win mm. and beat us like 51 to 50 mm. and this is a this is a medal game in the 72 olympics mm. so the soviet union goes on to take the gold the men's basketball team who won the silver i love these guys because they didn't even take that silver they said forget it i don't want to be a part of it we got job and uh, uh chris collins uh, or i'm sorry doug collins chris collins his father doug collins was on that team uh, they have never picked up their their silver medal champion or uh, silver medals from that game. They wow. they refused to. Wow. And I think that that's American right there, my friend. <laughs> right there. Uh, we, we like to say, you know, just a Patriots friend of the podcast. We are pro-USA on this podcast. Exactly. Ooh, and 100%. I'm about to make that 72 uh, Soviet Union team on the enemy list. <laughs> enemy of the podcast. <laughs> and then, uh, okay, so, so number five. Again, no particular order. Sure. Uh, again, 2007. So if you think about it, 2007 was the year of the upsets. Because you had App State versus Michigan. Mm -hmm. You had Boise State and Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. And at the beginning of the year, uh, 2007 Super Bowl, Jets beating undefeated Patriots who are like 12-point favorites. In no, no, Giants. Game. Giants. You said Jets. What did I say? You said Jets. Giants. Oh, I was, I was looking at my other note here with the Jets. Oh, yeah. My bad. Absolutely. That's that out too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. That's uh. Yeah. The Giants beating the undefeated Patriots. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Was that four, fourth and fourth and forever? It's the fourth and fifteen. On that final yeah. play. Yeah. That uh, Not the final, but like the Tyree kill. Because the Tyree. That Tyree kill. Tyree kill. No, that was the Tyree. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the, the helmet, whoever the helmet catch was. Yeah, Dude, we're all having our moments. Right we're gonna now. edit the shit out of this. We have a sports podcast. <laughs> podcast. We really know it. We have sports. Uh, uh, 
Maybe that'll be our intro in there. Yeah, yeah. David Tyree. I don't remember yeah. whether it was a fourth down or not, but that was one of those things where there was like about eight different holding penalties on the Giants wide, uh, linemen trying to just keep Eli on his feet. Yeah. And typically, like if that was today, those, those refs are probably blowing that play dead. In the grasp, right? Play on. In the yeah, grasp, exactly. yeah. 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 All right, this is the most awesome in Brandana Sports Podcast. Uh, coming at you as we do. Point through our... <laughs> Uh, top five upsets of all time with some honorable mentions, and we're going to jump into most awesome, most awesome parenting tips. What you got for this week, brother? Sure. So uh, last week in episode two, I, I hit you guys up with a parenting tip about greasing up your baby's crib when she tries to crawl out. Sure. Um, you know, kind of like our, you know, pulling it from our de- degenerate fans in Philly there. <laughs> um, yeah. So this this week, I'm actually going to hit you with a real parenting tip um, because. You know, parenting is uh, so. For those of you who don't know, I've got two beautiful little girls here. Um, the easiest thing in that you can do, and some of the most fruitful stuff that you can do as a parent, is actually some of the f- most free things that you can do. Um, there is no cost in it kind of cry- trying to create a little moment for your kid. Everyone always talks about having dollars and cents and, you know, we got to get this toy or we got to go to Disney or we got to go X, Y, and Z. The most impactful, memorable moments that you have as a parent on your kid are the stuff that costs nothing. Mm-hmm. Costs zero cents, right? I mean, so I went to a daddy-daughter dance today. Um Technically, that did cost twenty eight dollars. <laughs> wait, wait. So, well, you know, we'll just edit it out. It's like, you know what? Like, it doesn't cost all the money in the world to have a great time with your kid. It just costs twenty eight dollars. Like for tw- for twenty eight dollars, you can have an amazing time. That's all it costs to be a great parent. That's all. It's exactly. thirty three dollars. Exactly. So those moments that you can create, right? So okay, yeah. So the daddy daughter dance does cost. $33. But, you know, going to have a little picnic or doing imagination games and pl- just playing with them, enjoying their time, or even just sitting there and, and just expressing how great it is that, hey, this is a great time. You and I are hanging out and we're having lots of fun. Those are free things. Mm-hmm. But you know what? That's really what's the most important thing to that child. Mm-hmm. That's the stuff that's probably going to last with them a lot longer. Not the Disney trips. Not the car on their sweet 16 birthday, but those moments in time that cost nothing. Hmm. So if you don't have $28 in your pocket, you can still make memories with your child. And that's the most awesome parenting tip of the week. Wow, that's that's so heartwarming. I didn't even want to try to burn it. I like it. Okay, walk me through this real fast. Okay, how do you deal? Yeah. Uh, is she at the age where, you know, you go to the grocery store and then... You know, is it at the age where you always grab something and you have to be like, all right, you get like, you know, a $4 budget each time we go to the store or like, you know, you buy a candy bar like every fifth time? No, it's just like, don't ask me. Not going to happen. Don't play into that. I mean, because kids will always kind of like, they'll always look for where the line is and consistently try and challenge you on that line. So Mm -hmm. that first trip where they have awareness into this and you get them something, guess what happens the second trip? Yeah. Two things. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. So they're always going to be trying to push that. So I'd say don't break on anything. All right. That's a uh, most awesome, most awesome parenting tip coming at you. It's uh, the moments are special. Doesn't, you don't have to be rich to be a good parent. Uh, it's deep, brother. Although, although money helps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, perfect segue into the gambling corner section. <laughs> All 
I said I, I want to talk about two bets I saw online, not specifically. I, I went okay during March Madness. I think so far I am, uh, I think twelve for seventeen. It's it's going well, but uh, I, I saw I saw two huge tickets them kind of evening out, but look at it both ways. So uh, there was a guy that posted this ticket, uh, UMBC Moneyline ticket he bought against Virginia, and it was $800 to win $16,800. But, but it's, uh, it's an appropriate one to post. On the flip side of that coin, another ticket that I saw had UNC, Purdue, and Virginia winning their opening round game. It was $20,000 to win $870. Bucks. Uh... Like a lot of hurt. The Mayweather fight, I think I did. I bet a lot to win a little. And sometimes that's that's a strategy I lean towards a little bit. Sure. I see where this guy was. Virginia is actually not the... Purdue to me is like like the bigger like... I can't believe you rolled that into like that parlay out of all of them. But it's like that's that's, uh, that's, that's a burn. That's a burn. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing is, is I think the guys that gamble like professionally, they look at that Mayweather line and they go yeah. this is easy money right yeah so, exactly yeah yep they punch it up so that was uh that was two tickets that i saw across the gambling corner let's um his most awesome and brandana sports podcast coming at you as we do and we're rolling into our closing segment little tales from the frat uh they did should we should we run back pun included the let's run back the and one bitch that because okay. we because we did we did open it up with that so for those of you who weren't there, which is most of you, actually right now it's probably not that because all of you probably were there if you're listening to this podcast because you know us <laughs> and that's how you heard about it. But uh, we used to... Except uh, for Doris. Except for Doris. Doris. Doris wasn't at the basketball game. Uh, we would get together on Saturday mornings and run a little b-ball, which would be a little sure. bit of uh, you know, 10 to 12 hungover Kansans and Paul uh, playing a little, playing a little uh, pick up, pick up hoop. Well, why don't you tell, us, tell the tale? As we do, we get a little competitive, even though we are hungover and we are, uh, you know, 10 to 12 severely white and unathletic <laughs> guys. Yeah. We, we do get competitive and most awesome gets heated. Look, he mm-hmm. didn't climb to the top of the heap of the awesome pile just to, you know, <laughs> without being a little competitive, right? No, sure. So, so, yeah, so we were going back and forth. It was getting a little chippy. Now, you, you last week, you reminded me of what started the chippiness. Could you lay that in? Because I don't remember what I don't. Re- I don't remember what preceded that. Because you know, when the bull sees red, he just goes. Right? Sure. Yeah. You. Yeah. You. You're seeing a little bit of red. I think there was a little bit of a uh, a little chippy fouls going down on the other end, getting a little bit in your way. And I think there was one foul you might have called that you disagreed with. And so right. there was just like like bull in a china shop. Like still doesn't really quite. You came down that lane. And there was D-Rock, and it's almost like, I, I saw for a split second, there's a look of excitement that you loved him being like right there in the lane because <laughs> you're just like, I can't wait to mow over this guy. And people haven't seen Most Awesome in real life played a little little volleyball in college, That's like right. a little leaper, got some got some power legs, which you already talked about, and he kind of went up on his one leg and baited D-Rock into the lane. Paul makes it. Like, it's not about like, lays it in there. But it was yeah. like, he wasn't worried about the ball going in there. It was more of just like... Oh, I knew it was I mean, going yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no slam on D-Rock. is like any of us in that situation with those power thighs just flying through the air. Like, he, he got bowled over and he got bowled over quick. And usually, right. you know, all of us playing together, like the instinct is to help somebody out or make sure they're okay. Uh, not, not Paul's instinct that day. It was to lean over and say... Uh, what, what did you say, brother? 
I said, and one bitch. Do <laughs> a, a D-Rock laying on the concrete. And then it was like, I think we went down the court, and nobody was sure if Darren okay, and then the game stopped, and I think Bing jumped in a little bit, and just like, that's not how we treat yeah, each other. Exactly right, yeah. I got, I got uh, lectured to by Bing. He's like, hey, a little hey bit. we don't do that around here. You not, know what I, mean? I was like, whoa. Not a bad Bing. His head showed up on the court. Yeah. <laughs> Things that was just where, you know, the competitive juices get going. When we played ball, we didn't really trash talk. I mean, we, we kind of joked with each other on the court, but there wasn't like intense Not a lot. trash talk. There was, I think the only thing that was going on was there's the and one bit story, and then I think there's the Deucey short. Like you'd have to scream, whoop, or like short. <laughs> Deucey notoriously yelling short when, it was, when he would just drain it. <laughs> like I don't, exactly. like, like. It didn't matter if it was going through the backboard or over the backboard. He was yelling short. No. Uh, there was Simon's elbows. There was uh, being head trauma, not funny, which the story is not like threw up later that day. Yikes, we'll jump into all this, but I think it's time we start introducing listeners to, you know, who, who's around the circle. York three ball, Matt Simon elbows. Who am I missing? Trent double clutch. They always have the double clutch. Not what I'm doing. Yeah. Copy that. Oh, there's, there's my, uh, there's, I had a stroke because half my body doesn't work when I'm dribbling the basketball. <laughs> I drove my right hand and my left hand is just hanging there. Right. Well, you you had the, the yeah you went like terrain, <laughs> I'm just kind of like there just to not defend people. Oh man. Ah, what what are you watching this week? What are you getting into? Uh, been really into Vine videos on YouTube right now. It's my thing. Yeah. No, I'm watching NCAA basketball, man. That's it. That's all I'm watching. Oh, okay. I didn't. Are you gonna try to fill out a bracket and catch up a little bit, or how, how are you gonna? Once we get to the Sweet 16, once it all gets finalized here, because right now, uh, as I'm updating the computer, UMBC and K State, 33-38. So you, our our Sweet 16 is down by five. Damn! I almost put money on UMBC, but I was a coward. Uh, all right, hit me with your final four real fast before we log off here. I'm going to have to go with uh, my boys from Michigan coming out of uh, the West. Okay. I like it. They're yeah. going to they're gonna, they get, they get a Texas A&M, and then they get the winner of, well, hopefully if Xavier pulls it out, and then you get to play Gonzaga. So I, I like them coming out of there. All right. In the South. Now, here's the other thing I have to shout out to, to you, Brandana, is that you – I want to say you kind of you led this off talking about men's college basketball as the year not to go chalk. Yeah. Right? You said that implicitly. You're like, hey, this is not a chalky season. I don't feel comfortable going. It's basically like you called UMBC beating Virginia because you're like, I don't feel safe as anybody. Right. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna be the the the, the per- first person to say that you were the one that nailed it right off the head. Thanks, brother. So with with that saying, I'm gonna go out of the south. I'm gonna go with our boys out of Loyola, Chicago. Oh, love it. They're catching. They're, they're, they're catching Nevada. Nevada had to battle back two games in a row where they were down double-digit points. Mm-hmm. They're not going to keep that up against their boys from Loyola. Mm-hmm. I love it a lot. Um, yep. Then, unfortunately, in the East, we're going to go chalk on this one. We're going to take Villanova because they're looking mighty nice. Sure. And uh, I probably get no love mm-hmm. if I didn't say anything other than Kansas coming out of the Midwest. Rock chalk. So I'm going to have to <laughs> – <laughs> so I'm going to do, do Kansas. Okay, so Leola, Chicago, going against Michigan. Michigan uh, wins. Um, then you got Nova, KU. I'm going to say KU wins to set up the rematch from that Louisville championship. Michigan over KU, 69-68. 
buzzer beater ball game. There it is. I don't need to fill out a bracket because it's already foretold. Hot take, hot take. Uh, all right, I'll sign off on my revised Final Four right now. I am going to take Nova Duke Xavier. I know, I know. I just call it like I see it. I'm going to do Nova Duke Xavier. And out of the South, I am going to. You know what? Fuck it. I'm taking Loyola Chicago also. I love them a lot. They're playing out basketball. All right, buddy. This has been the most awesome Brandana Sports Podcast, Episode 3, coming at you as we do. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next week. Map world. Later, guys. Later, Uh Runway. Style. Fame. She likes.